0: What's up, you guys? Welcome to the November 15th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down a host of topics from the past couple days, talk a little bit about what we learned from earlier this week, some waiver wire ads and all that good stuff
1: to get you ready for the weekend. With me to do so is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? So you know we're going to start with Carmelo Anthony, of course, and I just wanted to look up how many people... Took the bait on Yahoo <laughs> leagues, and he's now owned in 24% of leagues. So, oh
0: my god, 24% of
1: people are gonna be very disappointed <laughs> in the next Dude. week or
0: two. It's crazy, man. Like we talk about this kind of all the time, and it's kind of people are obsessed with points, and that's like mellow to a T, man. Like yeah. back when he was he was good earlier in his career when he would like kind of run the offense and was efficient and all that like when he was you know prime Knicks days but like on the tail end yeah. of his career like the with of- the Thunder and the Rockets obviously didn't work out like he needs so many things to happen to be valuable man like I I don't know how I don't know how he has a path to hundred top one hundred value.
1: Man, there was a few years ago where he made like a, a concerted effort to like play make more and he was getting like five or six assists, but that lasted for like a month and then he just went back to his scoring ways. Yeah. So like it reminded me of that Kobe that Kobe uh, season where Kobe was like, you know what? I can average ten dimes whenever I want to, and he had like a month stretch of yeah. ten dime games. Yeah. But like not- Carmelo's just gonna revert to his old ways, man, and it's Dame's team, it's CJ's team. They got Simon's there who's gonna have a lot of usage in the second unit. Yeah. I just don't see a Better case scenario than, than Carmelo averaging like 15 5 five two on like forty percent shooting. That's probably his ultimate ceiling there. Yeah,
0: and that's still not top one hundred with no defensive stats. So like exactly. And to add to it, like the the Blazers' offense is like a fantasy wasteland for role players, man. Like it's like even I love Simons and uh, Whiteside's been good and McCollum's been really bad, but like the mm-hmm. way that this offense is run, they're like number one in seconds per touch. Like yeah. they're by far the lowest um, assist assisted lowest. Passes per game, I believe. Like they're just, it's just not going to be good. So mm-hmm. he'll get. I, I think if he's in shape and everything, he probably get you know twenty three, twenty four minutes. But yeah. it's just such a wasteland. Like they're starting Nazir Little, who wasn't in the rotation, who looked great by the way. Um yeah. And Rodney Hood was, was playing a lot of four. They closed the last game with Dame, C.J. Simons, Hood, and Whiteside. Like they're just out of options at the four. So it's just a pure desperation, non guaranteed deal. But um, I think what this effects like is anybody that you're kind of worried about um that you may be more excited about like i wrote up simon yesterday in the midweek waivers uh and little a little bit but i mean little's probably if you picked him up, up he's he's an easy drop now but anything else to you yeah have? yeah
1: little's an easy drop i've been eyeing basemore for a while but he's just been so inconsistent man like he gets you the steals and blocks but like the points are just all over the place minutes are all over the place too he's very matchup dependent too so i kind of let go of basemore in my deeper leagues which Maybe it buys me, but I, I feel good about that with Carmelo there. Mm. Uh, I'm still holding on to Simons. I think you tweeted out yesterday, like, he's getting a ton of burn next to CJ yeah, and Dame. Yeah. So 65 he's a, he's a minutes sixty five yeah. minutes
0: in the last five games is a pretty good number.
1: Yeah, that's really good. He's a bit empty outside of scoring, but that's because that's what all they're asking to do right now. So there's still a bit of an unknown ceiling to him. I'm really excited. I think he's worth owning right now. Would you agree with that?
0: depends i mean i wouldn't i'd rather own like kenrich who i think is like a hot competitive right. ad but yeah he's kind of in that he's like on the back end of that tier i'd say because he has right, to, like you like, said he, leagues- even right now like when things aren't going great i still think he'll be like valuable enough where you're not like oh why do i still hold yeah. this guy but yeah he's not he's just going to be kind of like just okay
1: yeah my argument is i have a dame in a few leagues and i, I guess went ahead and just insured um him with uh simon just because portland's kind of bad right yeah. now man. they're like Bottom of the West, it makes me a little nervous. Now, they're not going to trade Dame, of course. Like They could sign him to a huge extension. Uh, maybe they move CJ. You never know. I mean, you could get, give them a pretty decent return. And if they're really bad late in the season, I have Simons there to take over in case Dame gets a game or two off. I don't expect a shutdown or anything like that. But it's just good to have a nice insurance policy. And Simons is just really, really good.
0: Yeah, Ryan and I were talking about in Slack. I was like, I said, like I'm a little worried about late season getting minutes dialed back to free Simons up yeah. a little at the time. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like I don't I, maybe with Dame, Dan's playing insane. Like I looked it up the other day, he's playing ten more possessions per game. That's a huge number. Um, yeah, to to boost him up with uh like it's not even like his usage rates that high. It's just like all it's just all him uh, all the time. with mm-hmm. the way they're, play, they're playing so much faster too. So uh, that's oh
1: kind no, of look bad. at their schedule. Look at up the schedule too. They they're playing on the road to Spurs, Houston, Pelicans, and Bucks next. Like oh my god, yeah. dude, that's bad.
0: Yeah, I I think they're in trouble. I was pretty high in the Blazers, but obviously we needed Zach Collins to play well, and like that's like yeah. for he's not a great player, but it's like just they're so thin there. Yeah, like, like when you like need Paul Gasol to come back, that's like, <laughs> yeah you're yeah. you're kind of in dire straits there. Okay, so let's change gears and talk about really the Thursday action, and I'm a little biased here. Uh, I'm going to talk about what I thought the biggest story was. We'll talk about Paul George in a second, but. Drew Holiday back. Finally, yeah. Yeah, first real explosion. This is what we talked about, man. So I looked up a lot of stats uh, on the slash Wednesday pod, and a few things jumped out to me. One, his pass out percent on drives was over 50%, down. That's up from 38% last year. Last night, 25 drives, 36% pass out rate. So he was really, really trying to get to the hoop. Wasn't even really making a lot of his drives. Uh, so it was, he didn't really quite quote-unquote peak because he was really good on drives last year too. So um, mm-hmm. that's really good. He was phenomenal in pick and roll. And up until last night, he was under 7th percentile in scoring efficiency on that play type. So that's big. And really the passing, this is what the Pelicans wanted. They wanted pace and they wanted passing. The last two games without Brandon Ingram, they have 348 passes per game. Um, just a reference point, uh, 319 leads the league. And then before that, they were at 313. So they're tied for the league lead with the Warriors. So the offense just clicked. Um, I know Brandon Ingram, this and that, but uh, like I mentioned in the last pot, his efficiency on jumpers is down 20%. That's huge. So yeah. we know he's a good shooter. There's a lot of things that have to go right. And then really the big quote of the week was Gentry saying, hey, Drew, be aggressive. And then Drew, after the game last night, said, hey, all my teammates told me to be aggressive. And there was actually a play in the fourth quarter when he had a little lane and uh, he he could have just laid it up, right? But he tried to dump up the favors for a dunk, and favors mm-hmm. was actually boxing out to <laughs> try to try to get ready for Drew's shot in case it missed. Yeah. And Drew was like hit himself in the head. He was so pissed about it. And then after the game, he was like, t- favors told him like, hey, I was boxing out. Why don't you shoot it? And he's like, yeah, it's my bad. I gotta shoot more. So, dude, I'm so in, man. Six freaking steals. Uh, his assists are great. Like, I, I, he's just so good. He won't be like a triple double guy, but we just want him to score low twenties efficiently and then just do everything else and he'll be a first round guy
1: yeah we knew this was going to happen man he was near the bottom of the league in true shooting percentage before this explosion like we knew that was about to happen it's going to bump his field percentage is going to bump up by like 10 percent there's that much growth for him to hit his career mark and then also the pelicans are they're they're actually looking a little bit in sync they think they've won like their last two out of three games Mm -hmm. uh brandon Ingram should be back soon like let's see what they're playing against next too i want to see if they can go on a little run Miami, Golden State, Portland, Phoenix, Utah. I mean, it's not ideal, that's but tough, you can, yeah. if you can get, yeah, if you can get two or three wins there, man, he's back. Uh, he's top twenty in the last four games. Every yep. other stat though of Drew has been there except the shooting. Like you said, it's gonna it's gonna bounce back, and we saw it last night. I think that's the start of really good things to come. Um, and one more thing too, let me see where we're here.
0: And just while you're looking that up, he had a career, uh, season high thirty three uh, usage rate. But turnovers and it's not like he was that low on usage where like and actually it splits with Brandon Ingram on and off the court up until last night, or pretty similar usage rate wise. So like it's not about like him getting shots, man. It's about him making shots. So and just the system was really good, so while you were looking that up, someone like had that.
1: Yeah, and people are just been like how many mentions have we got that people Dude. just like hate you You're like like just be patient. And there's this article okay, I could find like the this article on the bird rights. Oh. Literally for seven seasons in a row, Drew has started slow. Like, this isn't new for him. Like, he always does it. There's, like, he shoots, shoots like, 38%, 40%, 36% at, like, the first 10 games of the season. Like, this is just what Drew is. He, he defers at the beginning of the season, and then he gets, gets going, and then he produces, like, almost first-round value. So, like, I'm really excited. The one thing me and you both are worried about is just the Pelicans in general. Can mm. they get some wins? Just be competitive because Drew hasn't been on a competitive team in a long time. <laughs> it yeah. feels like, like— That's why he's had so many shutdowns, just because the Pelicans have been so bad. So they they've got to pick up some wins here, and then I'll be very, very confident going forward. And
0: we knew the the first night, this when Zion got hurt, the big story was like their first 19 games are by far the toughest schedule in the NBA. So yeah, yeah, we're almost out of that stretch, and we're 11 games now. So you know, like you said, if they can win, maybe they go 500 uh, over the next eight or so. uh, You know, get them to you know just you know four or five games under 500 after that rough stretch. Then, yeah, and it's not, by the way, like, I'm not worried about Zion affecting Drew negatively, or, and I don't really think Brandon Ingram's gonna affect him negatively, too. It's just a matter of him just making shots, man. Like,
1: if I, anything, I, uh, Zion's gonna help Drew, man. Yeah, Zion, right? like, man, so much attention, too, and just a, a lob threat. We've seen, like, Robert Williams catch lobs that are just like, 10 feet out of his reach and he still catches him zion can do it for 20 feet like yeah drew it, just stood up and zion's gonna like, it. it's gonna be insane that connection's gonna be so much fun yeah they were like uh, 100... I, think, I think zion return hurts ingram way more than drew oh that's for what sure I that's... yeah
0: no question and i think zion and drew were like 121 pace or something in the preseason by the way drew's also at like 108 pace in the last five games so that's another yeah. thing too and if, everything's just i think everything's just so good uh we don't need to talk too yeah, much about one more that. thing too
1: we we didn't talk about this. Drew was a first rounder in the preseason when he had Zion, and like 24 minutes per game. So like, they're, they're going to be just fine. Yeah, I'm not
0: worried about it. Uh, let's talk two other guys, dude. Derek frickin' favors, man. Holy. Oh my
1: goodness. god, dude. I'm so mad, dude. I okay. I held him in one league uh-huh. for like two and a half weeks. I finally cut bait, and dude. Double double 2020. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, couldn't do that last week, man. Oh, so mad, but yeah, he he looks like he's a little bit rejuvenated. I think that knee issue really kind of hampered him early this season. He
0: even said it after the game, and he he just looks so so good. This is who we kind of thought he would be. We were like, oh, yeah, he's got to get healthy, but he's healthy now. Um, this pay this offense, I talked about it all offseason, man. Like, this offense is just a fantasy feast when it's on. Yeah. We really saw that. I made the headline on Rotor World how they drew it up. Uh, Mm. This is how they wanted their offense to run, man. Running through Drew, high passing, high assisting, a lot of catch and shoot threes. I think they're third in the NBA in catch and shoot threes. They had 34 threes last night. Yeah. Um, I mean, all these shooters around him with Drew and all, I'm sorry, with JJ. So, yeah, um, he looks pretty good. Um, What about Cambridge Williams? I'm like, I feel like I'm probably the highest on him. And,. Like, I know Zion's coming back, and I know, obviously, Bannon Ingram being out helps uh, would hurt, potentially hurt him. I don't care, man. This guy plays a lot of two. He plays three. He plays four. can guard fives. can guard ones. Very much at the point of attack on defense. Alvin Gentry loves him. Came in last night leading the team in net rating. They were minus 10.6 without him. So, like, all the stats say you should play him more. So, I think he should start, man. Even when Ingram comes
1: back, uh, I still think I would start him at the four. I think he's a Tony Snell with the stack magnet on him. Yeah. Because with they, they both Yeah, they both get out there, run, hustle for like thirty minutes, but Williams actually can rack up stats on like Snow. So like the steals are gonna be there. He even gets you blocks, he can shoot threes. Yeah, he does a little bit of everything in the stat sheet, man. So yeah. especially until Zion gets back. I think you have like a four week window to get a lot of value out of Kendrick yep. and just see what happens when Zion gets back too. You never know, man. There's yep. there's like the guards in New Orleans haven't been good. Like they haven't made they haven't like made an effort to get Nike Alexander Walker going because he hasn't been good since the mm. preseason. So Etwan Moore hasn't been good. Frank uh Frank Mason's been all not Frank Mason, I'm sorry. Frank First Jackson's year. been all over the place too. So yep. I think they're gonna let Kinner get like twenty eight minutes right now and just ride him for a little bit. I think bit. more, man.
0: Like even well, they, even with Ingram, they still played him thirty eight minutes on Saturday, and I think he would have played more, yeah. so or not, it was the other game, but he's still playing like, like you said, I still think he's got low thirties. Um, mm-hmm. even when they get Ingram and Hart back, uh, I just think he's just makes their team so much better defensively. And like, yeah. he just ends, he has so many tough rebounds, man. Like yeah. those, those 10 rebounds, like I feel like all of them were like hard rebounds to get. So yeah, like I, I'm, I'm falling on him. Uh, Frank Jackson, I think kind of has short term value until Hart gets back or and or mm-hmm. and/or Ingram. So I guess that's kind of where we're at. So if you like know that he's out the next game, maybe just stream him. Right. I, I, I'm a Frank Jackson guy. I think he's going to be um, valuable when he gets minutes. And he's kind of been pretty good this season when he's kind of given a chance.
1: He looks jacked, too. Like, yeah. I did not expect that. I remember watching him at Duke. He's just, like, the skinny kid. Now he's just, looks like, a mini Hulk. Pretty cool. Yeah.
0: All right. So, moving to the other side, Paul George, insane. 33 points in just 24 minutes. That's the highest points in under 25 minutes in a player's first games per Elias. Just cool. dominated. Yeah, man. Like, that's a total stat stuffer. Uh, get to the line uh, ten times, made all ten, um, and after the game, Doc Rivers was saying, uh, "I was," he said he was quote shocked how fast he picked up the offense because uh, they were running skeletons. He's like, "Oh yeah, usually when guys run off skeletons, because he ran a lot of like five on zeros and stuff for a while, and yeah. he was stunned how fast he picked up the offense." He, on the other hand, he said his defense was not there yet, uh, yeah. which uh, obviously Paul George is going to get there too. So. Yeah, man. I know you stashed him in the Rotor World League, so uh, I imagine you're feeling pretty good right now.
1: Yeah, got him at the end of the third round, so I just feel like that's a huge steal at this point. Yeah, getting to the line ten times is a big takeaway. That means he's not shying away from contact, and he did he did take a couple of hits early. It didn't look like it phased him at all, so that's really exciting stuff. Um, pa- I mean, Kawhi Leonard's going to sit probably ten more games. So point, when quick, games are they going to play
0: together, dude? Like,
1: Yeah, 30, I know. That's what I'm maybe? thinking, too. Like, in the 10 games at least that Kawhi sits, like, Paul George, once his workload's up, it should be up in about a, maybe a week or two. Like, we're talking, like, 45-point games, yeah. honestly, because they have nothing in, in the front form of offense without Kawhi. Well, so, like, George is just going to eat, man. I know they have Harrow and Lou. Like, Harrow, yeah. We know what Harrow and Lou are going to do. They're going to get their 20 yeah. points. But other than that, it's going to be all George from Kawhi sits. Yeah, they're
0: really – they have a lot of role players. I think Shamit losing losing uh, time is kind of my, a minor plus for him just because they want right. him to run the offense a little bit more. But um, yeah, like it, it looks really good. I'm a little concerned about just his playing time down the down the line. So yeah. if I if I'm a Paul George owner, and I, I again I buy him per game, like I, much yeah. like Kawhi, like I buy him per game. But like if he gets hot, pro- I I think they're gonna, especially with all these guys getting hurt now, man. Like I feel I know that's kind of weird to say, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's gonna be in people's minds. Like every time you put them on the floor, they're at risk of getting hurt. And I, I was on a podcast on Monday, um, and I said like. Paul George possibly sitting is more like risk management, where like yeah. Kawhi is he his knee his knees need the rest. Yes. Whereas like Paul George, you know you don't want him to get hurt. Um, two shoulders, you need your shoulders in basketball. And he did this like weird pregame thing with like these poles and stuff. It was a weird. Yeah, thing I saw here. that. Yeah. So anyway,
1: really uncomfortable too. By yeah. the way, I was like, ah, God. Yeah. But uh, okay, let's let's put you on the spot. Like let's pretend. We we would say Kawhi would miss at least ten games going forward. Would we agree on that?
0: I said over under fifty. I think fifty nine. I think okay. I, I think that's probably where we're at.
1: Yeah, ten's at least the minimum for me of how many he's going, more he's gonna miss. Going I think forward, Paul George's right? gonna be around five. I think over under for Paul George DMP rest is gonna be five.
0: I think I'd probably say seven or eight. Okay, but that's that's kind of I think it's kind of best case scenario. So like
1: right, the Clip you want Clippers to kind of
0: lose games. I yes. Guess.
1: I yeah. want them to be the fourth or fifth uh, seed in the West, uh, basically yeah. around that range, because then they want to maybe jo- uh, jockey for playoff position around March and April when the fancy playoffs are happening, and then sit out the last week when no one's playing. Yeah. Fancy. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, fourth or fifth would be like ideal. And their schedule isn't great coming up. I mean, they got, mm-hmm. after the Hawks, they got OKC, Boston, Houston. Like, that's a tough stretch, too. So. Hopefully they go like two and two, and we can see a lot more of George down the stretch.
0: Yeah, definitely. Any other uh, takeaways from whether it be Harold or Lou? I think so. I was down on both, but I was down mm-hmm. on both because I thought their playing times would be down. Their playing times are way higher than I expected, so uh, yeah. I still think they're going to be pretty good.
1: Yeah, and also too, like they had a planned rest day for Patrick Beverly. I think Lou Williams is going to get a couple here soon. Uh, yep. I think that's something to note. Uh, I think Harold's going to be fine, but. Just because of how much Paul George and Gwai are going to rest, I think Harrell's just going to find a way to still stick around that top 75. Yeah. He's, been, he's been really good, man. So the reason I was high on Harold's is just because, yeah, Paul George and Gwai are going to miss a boatload of yeah. games. So. I,
0: I have no Harrells because I thought he'd only played 24, 25 minutes, and he's playing 30. Yeah. so He's been really good. Uh, moving on here. Uh, this is kind of a non-Thursday thing, but we'll talk about some other Thursday stuff. But I want to talk about Andrew Wiggins. He's kind of the talk yeah. of the town. Uh, or the toast of the town I guess depending on <laughs> who owns him but uh, I have a lot of cool stats you want me to dump the stats on you first or do you want to do it yeah out? okay so uh, this morning I was trying to I always do this whenever guys are really too good or too bad so Andrew Wiggins there's a lot of things that are different about his game um, the big thing is his, his mid-rangers and his, I'm kind of going off this six game hot stretch that he's mm-hmm. seen um, and his mid-rangers are down that's big that's really the most positive and most kind of thing that would, you would think is most likely to keep him sustainable but after that, it's a little dicey. One other thing that I'm uh, I'm sure you'll like to hear is his splits with Jared Culver. Mm. Uh, yeah, so with Culver, he's plus five net rating, 32 points, uh, four dimes, 2.23s on 62 true shooting. With Teague, cool. 26 points, uh, minus 1.1 net rating on 57 true shooting. So still pretty good, but clearly better with Culver. So I think Culver, we'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah. But some other kind of interesting stats. So the biggest thing to me, and the, the Wolves are supposed to play faster. So Wiggins, he's only had 4% of his points scored in fast break. That's down from 10% last year. That's a bad thing. Uh, his assisted percentage, way down, 42%. That's down from 53% last year. That's bad. Um, he's not taking as many open threes, 29% this year, 42% last year. That's bad. Um, his And then he's also shooting much better on pull-ups, 10% better. And slightly better on catch and shoots, uh, about 6-7% better. So yeah. I think the big takeaway is I'm not buying this massively efficient Andrew Wiggins that it is that he is right now. But on the other hand, we've always bashed Wiggins because he doesn't get other non-scoring stats. And he's been there for those, uh, for those stats for the most part. So I'm kind of buying that. So I think he's going to be pretty good. But I definitely think this is clearly a sell-high moment with how efficient he's been lately.
1: Well, he's actually buying in on the defensive end, like you said, he's averaging close to like a point one point five blocks, which is just insane. Like he's swatting people with chase down blocks. Uh, one other stat that I'm really like interested in is like he's taking over half of his shots in the paint and thirty four percent in the restricted area alone. Like that's insane. Like if you look at his shot chart, it's just beautiful. It's just all threes and all in the paint, and there's just a couple of uh, mid range heat checks you can clearly see. Yeah, seventy two percent
0: in in the in the uh, at the rim made over yeah. his last six, and you said, 33 But the
1: two-man so. game with him and Carl Anthony Towns, I think Carl Anthony Towns becoming just, like, an all-world player has really helped Wiggins, too. Like, Wiggins has become a 57th percentile ball handler on the pick-and-roll, and most of that action is going to Carl Anthony Towns. Like, those two are working really well together. I do think this hot stretch we're seeing is not sustainable just because, like you said, Teague was out, and Teague just dribbles the ball into the paint until it's, the game's over, basically. But, like, I still think he can be, like, a top-60 guy going forward. And if they keep Culver in the lineup and the Wolves are actually performing better with Culver than they are with Teague, I would actually be maybe even a little bit more bullish on Vegas, maybe like top 40 because they work really, really well together.
0: Yeah, uh, I definitely think that Culver – and Culver's maybe help on defense. He was so good against DeJounte Murray yeah. uh, in the last game. But, um, yeah, usage, rate's, usage, rate, usage rate is up. The pace is up. That's big. Uh, and, mm-hmm. again, I think it's part of the reason why the defensive stats are going to be a little bit better too. So I'm always pro pace whenever it helps mm-hmm. stats. I'm going to talk about how Jokic is so slow a little bit later.
1: Yeah, shout um, out to too by the way for like literally uh, painting a piece, of, like putting pieces of tape on the court of their points possession. Yeah, for, like, that, that's just outstanding work. By the was like, hey, you can't shoot here; you can only shoot here, here, here. It's, it's just so cool that they, and Wiggins is actually buying in, too. That's just yep. really cool.
0: That's uh, also probably Gerson Rosas as well with the, taking the Rockets over there too. So yeah. Uh real quick on Kobe White, man. <laughs> His last two games have been kind of insane. So, uh, I kind of looked into it. He was like almost literally the worst player on pull ups. I mean, his first 10 games at 28 effective field goal percentage. It's horrendous. But in the last two on 13 pull ups, 77% uh, effective field goal Mm. percentage. So, that's really why. And he was really, I don't have the stats, but just in UNC, he was a pull up machine, uh, Mm -hmm. which is not a good shot, especially for an inexperienced scorer. So,. How, how much are you buying this Kobe White thing? Is it partly because of Otto Porter being hurt? Does, do you think this affects anybody else negatively, or what, what's your take on this whole Bulls backcourt?
1: I'm not sold at all. He's one. Of, he runs either red hot or ice cold, and Kobe White's going to go through these stretches where he's going to get like seven points on like 15 shots. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way I'm going near him. Like, this isn't sustainable. He hit like seven threes in the fourth quarter or some. Some crazy yeah, stuff like that yeah. with Roy Williams watching in the stands. But yep. like yeah, I'm I'm not buying this at all. I think this is if you, you have him and you want to just flip him for a top hundred guy, you should do that in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um yeah. uh, he's gonna have a tough time, really. Like you said, the the, the bad games are gonna be just pile up. Um yes. so yeah, I and I guess I mean, the matchup kinda helped too um two games ago and then uh the Bucks are bad against three point shooting. So I think that kinda yeah, helped him too. Exactly. So yeah, uh, I am not buying that. Uh, not buying moving this light. He's moving to Miami, man. Uh Kendrick Nunn's back. Uh, and I dug in when he was slumping and a big reason why is cuz he was unassisted a lot. Um and mm-hmm. his his um fast break points were still actually decent. So it was just like, hey, play off assist more, you're going to be fine. Dude, Miami's offense uh like it was it was so sexy last night. Uh they had I think they were on pace for like 45 assists like midway through the second uh, and then they slowed down when they were up big. So yeah, yeah I think I think none's for real. I know a lot of people kinda jumped off ship when he was slumping. I think he's gonna be legit. I think he's like sixtieth per game. I don't buy that. And like I said when he was kinda hot, I think like seventh rounds where we're at. I still yeah. kinda feel that way.
1: Yeah, I I think he's easily top one hundred. Uh his his playmaking numbers took a huge hit with um with with Butler joining the lineup. But now the heat have been kinda banged up, Wenzel's been out, Dragon's been kinda kind of off hero missed a game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm buying none. I don't think he's going to be top 60 like we're seeing. I think he's going to be closer to 80 to 90.
0: So, yeah, we're but, yeah, like,
1: there's so much fan- fancy friendliness in this offense, too, man. Spolster's done an outstanding job. And a lot of it, of course, is due to Bam just being so freaking yep. good.
0: Yep, definitely Bam. Uh, yeah, I think they're top six in passes per game. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned their assist percentages really on the rise. I think they're second in the NBA now behind the Suns. Oh, Suns. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm buying him. Bam's just insane, dude. Like, just the way he sets up the offense, so many def- defenses are just out of position, and it just creates yeah. so many easy baskets for this offense, man. So If bans well,
1: free throws go back to where they were last year, he's probably putting up first-round value right yeah, now. Yeah, if you but punt it, I it. think he's at like 21st or something. Yeah, so but,
0: And he was 77% after the break from the line, too, so like, right. he's fine, dude. And it's weird, like he's just shot terribly on the road. Or whatever. Yeah. and he was actually better on the road last year.
1: If so. anything, he's probably a probably a little winded from running so much offense, man. Dude. They give him the ball like every possession. It feels like forty so. minutes
0: last night, though. to like yeah. yeah, he's he's just such a beast, dude.
1: Like I thought the triple double was happening last night, man. I got so oh, excited yeah. the second quarter, and he has already his five assists. Like, oh, first God, quarter, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <he's, laughs> insane, dude.
0: Yeah, he's such a beast. Uh, any other Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler uh, Jimmy But we knew Butler was gonna be amazing. Just man, yeah, staying he's on the court. <laughs>
1: Dude, like we said, he's already first round and per game value. Like he's yeah. always gonna do that. Uh, one thing that was really interesting was Spolstra. I uh, was asked about load management right before the season. He said Miami Heat players don't load manage, and mm-hmm. I was gonna say, what about Wade? Last yeah. two years, yeah. but, well, and, uh... so we'll see. Like we'll see what happens with Butler. But if, if Spolstra sticks to his word and they don't rest Butler like more than like three or four games, he's gonna <laughs> stick with first round value. So we'll see what happens there. So do you
0: take Paul George or Butler?
1: I'm taking Paul George. Yeah, still. I, I don't buy Spoelstra's comments. I think they have, they, like, the Heat are in a pretty comfortable spot right now. Dude, I think they're, they're great. To, yeah, they're able to rest Butler for a few. I think games.
0: there's no question they've set, they've made a case that they're the number four team in the East. Like at oh, worst, oh, easily, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm so. I'm not really buying the Bucks this year, man. Without problem, uh, what? Like, I'm not buying the Bucks. I
0: don't know. I just I, I think, disagree. I think,
1: I think the Bucks are third right now on the East.
0: Man, hating on the honest. Yeah. Uh I, no, I, I mean this, like Giannis I just feel like they need more
1: help for Giannis. You know what I mean? Like Bledsoe's yeah. been great, don't get me wrong, bledsoe has been great, but like uh taking uh, Middleton instead of Brockton is gonna bite them in the ass, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Um so it's an in, in uh Bledsoe as well. Uh who uh and yeah. Yeah. mentioned I thought Bledsoe was gonna be the guy who benefited from Chris Middleton. It turns out that was apparently right. Uh season high thirty one, obviously against the Bulls, so grain of salt. But um other than that, what do you I mean? Like I said in the column yesterday, like I guess I would add D Vinzo and this is before he would start. And like it's gonna be just a mess, man. They're gonna play everyone, whether it be like Hill and Sterling Brown and Conanton and Corver, they're all just gonna mix it up. Um but I guess we're with a bigger winner too. Wes Matthews thirteen free throws last night, like that
1: was so that's like weird. half a
0: season's worth.
1: Yeah. So uh if I'm in any... deep like I'm buying maybe maybe Dante. He's been pretty yeah. good other than this last week or two. But like like you said, they're just gonna throw it around. Use like eleven deep. They're gonna play Sterling Brown some too. So yep. I'm not really interested. In yeah, the league.
0: and you're just gonna wind up dropping whoever you pick up anyways in yeah. the two three weeks. So I mean, exactly. pretty much. Just, I just think it's just like a streaming situation, even if your league's like sixteen teamers. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, I just want to talk about some guys who kind of cooled off. I know um, Chris Boucher uh, had kind of a bad game. Uh, they ran Marcus All into the ground again. Like, what are you doing, Nick Nurse? Didn't you learn your lesson? Um, yeah. So you have 0.0, 0 or 0.1% 0. concerns on Boucher while Serge is out?
1: Uh, still zero for me. <laughs> um, if anything, when Surge gets back, I think they're going to find a way to get Boucher involved. Uh, Masai Ujiri knows he has like a diamond in the rough here, and he's going to open minutes up for him. Like, yeah. like, he wants to build assets. Uh, he's, he's not afraid to trade him he like trade people either like we've seen him um, he's one of the most like adventurous uh, gms in the league too so i think i think they're kind of playing marcus all into maybe like hey you want to take this guy off our hands he's playing 34 minutes a night he's not doing anything with him. yeah <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you, you guys don't look at his box scores but yeah like just get rid of mark man he's useless he's just sitting on the perimeter he looks super slow he's not doing anything for them not protecting the rim i think they're going to find a, a role for boucher once ibaka gets back
0: yeah, and they've been running uh, the three the three big lineup, too, with Boucher, yeah. Siakab and Gasol a little bit, too. So I think that's another way to keep them going. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not worried, man. I know a lot of people, Um, so I, they were like, oh, what about Boucher? And I put it at the top of my column, like, don't drop Boucher. Yeah. <laughs> For, like, when I was talking about pickups. But, yeah, I think they're going to be fine. I, I think they're going to be uh, on Saturday against Dallas. I think that could be a Boucher smash spot. Right. How and much Luka look likes to drive and everything.
1: Look at it this way. In eighteen minutes over his last four games, he's fifty-fourth and nine cat. If he gets twenty minutes per game, like you just got an insane waiver wire pickup for the rest of the season. Yeah. If he sticks in the rotation.
0: I don't know if I don't know if I buy that yet, but I, will, I mean until until he proves he's not getting minutes, I'm gonna hold him. Like it's pretty much right. simple I as mean, <laughs> that.
1: Nick Nurse, just look at that video of Boucher blocking Harrow on the loop and you'll never take him off the floor. That was probably the best block I've ever oh seen. Oh my
0: god, just yeah.
1: Completely straight up. Like looked like I had a forty inch vertical, straight up, just stopping a, a full uh Montrezal Harrow and in, in like in stride. Oh my god, dude. That was just insane. I was I going crazy. S- I
0: scared my dog <laughs> as I screamed. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was so good. Cool.
0: Um, uh, also Frank Lakina uh i have a lot of frank uh last two game's have been pretty bad i guess from a stat standpoint his steals have been pretty good i uh, had a uh should be black on kp i uh, had some comments today that sounds like pretty encouraging uh fizzdale called him a bulldog whatever fizzdale Dakota ring says but
1: better than a bandit he was calling the rest of his team right <laughs> yeah nice <laughs>
0: but um ah that fifth foul was so bad dude like seth curry like yeah. cut in front of him took his legs out and they called a foul on frank like and he's still close. That's only he a foul well they late. call on
1: Jaren Jer- Jackson Jr. They've called some terrible fouls Dude. on him, too.
0: So yep. I'm not. I'm still fully buying Nidla Kina. Like, I know DSJ had a great game last night. Um, props for the revenge game. I, I still, I'd probably give him at least two or three more games, man. Like, this guy's so good defensively, uh, both in the stat t- sheet and actually just being good at defense. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm holding Nidla Kina for a long time. And maybe try to. Um, who are you saying? Oh, I know what I would do. Like trade Kobe White for Keenan right now. Like, that's, oh, yeah. a, that's an easy call for sure. So if you uh, have if you have Kobe, like seriously, if you need, didn't get Frank, but I don't know, dude. I, I woke up um, after that. He had a three steal game the other day, and I saw on my Yahoo alert. It was like, oh, people are dropping Nikola. I was <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with people? Anyway, guys,
1: when someone gets three steals, it's the same thing as scoring thirty points. Yeah, uh, that's I what remember, I was saying about Carmelo
0: I, too. Like people just obsess I know. over points, man that's why like people were so down on drew like all right man so what is it isn't triple double but
1: i've anyways, been on anyways, team Frank wanted... for a while i remember like when i was first starting here like this is a 17 year old kid in france who was getting yeah. three steals and two blocks a game in like 20 minutes and it was like man we got to watch this guy and of course he was disappointed for the first few seasons but now he's confident again man defensive stats are going to be there i don't care what he does offensively that's not why you picked him up Just just keep giving yeah. me the assists steals and blocks and i'm going to ride you
0: yep Kind of Jason Kidd-esque with more blocks and more steals. So yeah, exactly. yeah, not not as many assists, but and the three pointers right. either. But yeah, uh, I'm fully on, man. Like again, un- until you see him hit like under without foul trouble. If you see him, you know, hit under 24, two or three games, then maybe consider. But until, right. uh, until then, and like, coaching
1: change too will help too. Yeah,
0: it's pretty clear yeah. like they want to play him. Like, like right. the fan base and anything. Um, what right. about Dejounte, mentioned him getting shut down by Culver. It's been kind of cold in the last one. Someone tweeted I me mean, they dropped him, which is insanity mm. to me. Um, but what do you make of this whole slump for DeJounte?
1: I, I don't see how anyone would drop him. He's ranked 100th in like 20 <laughs> minutes per game. Well, his uh, last two or three gonna have been pretty in... bad. Okay, so the reason why, why I'm buying DeJounte right now is I, I don't know if you've seen all the rumors, but like, DeMar DeRozan, like, he, he the, mm. apparently Kevin O'Connor, the ringer, said that they were way apart on contract extension talks. Like, if they move DeMar, not only does it help Murray, but it helps White too. So we, we might see more uh, Murray White combos going forward. So, like, I'm kinda of buying this backcourt in San Antonio, man. Like they they've been awful to start the season. Like we could see a blow up coming. And if I'm in a very deep league, you know who I also have my eye on is Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker,
0: Walker. yep. Yeah, I was I was yeah, in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like they've been bad, dude. They're they're one in five this month. Or excuse me, one in six in the yeah. last seven. And you know, bad they haven't really to played too, yeah, exactly. Like they lost to Memphis, they lost to Minnesota. Um yeah. they haven't been playing well, especially offensively. Um. Yeah. So yeah, th- it could be blow up time, and I was kind of down to Spurs coming into it, but yeah, they they need wins, man. Um. So you know who I'd
1: th- be sweating that you know who I'd be sweating if I had right now is Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. And how about let's let's play let's play a, a GM right now. If if I'm Portland, why why are we not calling for Lamarcus Aldridge? Nice.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Honestly,
1: instead of instead of signing Carmelo, why not just flip flip for the Lamarcus LaMar- Aldridge? You could probably get him for pretty cheap too, right? Yeah, if Spurs are blowing it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they keep losing, it's probably still going to go down. So yeah. maybe they're just so betting like, on I them losing more.
1: I have no idea why Portland is not on the phones with uh, um, Portland right now. I mean, they right are. Now. I
0: think they're trying to figure it out. Cause they know this yeah. team's not going to be very good with currently where it's
1: at. Right. And so. just remember, like, how many times did we hear about Damian Lillard meeting with the front office last year, like not being happy with like direction of the team? Yeah. I imagine he's not very happy right now. So like they're going to be doing something. A lot of
0: Blazers fans I follow aren't big Neil O'Shea fans. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And by, by the way, uh, tonight, Spurs Magic. Ooh. little showcase. So apparently played, yep. is it uh, Trade trade Talk Narrative Street? Uh, Look, like, hey, you in the block. But, um, but like, dude,
1: D'Angelo against the Wolves? D- the D- D- the D- Magic's D- number one <laughs> team linked to him, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Dude, D'Angelo going off against the Wolves? That's
0: an underrated narrative. Yeah, definitely. Trade Talk Narrative uh wait, okay
1: real quick if, if Rosen went to Orlando let's say just because that's the team that he's linked to the most who would go back to the Spurs do you think it
0: can't be much dude Aaron Gordon <laughs> no, I think no I think less than that I don't even know who I would throw in there like obviously I'll, it's not high. Maybe, it is, maybe it is maybe it is going
1: to pick and it's all about the pick
0: yeah I mean Gordon makes summer. sense I think Gordon actually yeah. would be a pretty good fit on the Spurs yeah but yeah it, I mean I'm trying to think I mean Ross I guess uh, it has to be
1: Ross in like, a pick. Yeah, something like that.
0: Um, okay, so let's talk some injuries here. Uh, we talked about Middleton already. Uh, Clint Capella, he is going to miss at least Friday. Sounds like also Saturday. So yeah. where do you gauge the value here? I mean, I I'd probably put – we saw this last time Capella got hurt, and, like, it was a wasteland. We thought, like, oh, like, yeah. Hardenstein would be valuable. Um, Nene could come alive. But it was pretty much what well, I think is going to happen again. So you're going to probably get, like, 20, 24 minutes out of Chandler – I think they call up Gary Clark. I think he gets minutes. Uh, and I yeah. think we see a lot of PJ Tucker. So that opens up a little bit of minutes for, I guess, McLemore and Rivers. So I'm not too excited about anyone. I mean, it's a stream back to back spot. So I actually picked up Chandler in a couple deep leagues to stream him for the back to back. But after that, like, and same with Rivers, too. But I'm not it's really Hardenston excited back. about
1: it. Is Hardenston around?
0: Uh, nah. I mean, I, I didn't know. pick him up.
1: Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, he hasn't even played a game this oh, season. Oh, is he around? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think he's get called up, though.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I just don't think they can play Chandler for more than 20 minutes just no. because he's like 45 years old. He played great do down anything. the stretch
0: last, yeah. last game. Yeah.
1: So. But, yeah, there's no one I'm interested in fantasy, especially with, with House out. There's just nothing there right now.
0: Yeah. I'm not into Mclemore. I mean, Rivers, he maybe, needs to maybe score. Austin,
1: to... Yeah, maybe Austin Rivers might make some noise for a couple games. Yeah. But Back to, really, and Westbrook, really so I,
0: actually, I picked up Rivers for a stream because I think Westbrook sits one of the games. Oh, he will. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, I think Their Rivers,
1: plan for rest is indefinite for resting on back-to-backs, according yeah. to yeah. So that's a, that's a
0: stream spot for, for somebody this weekend. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, Karis Levert's hurt, which is terrible. Uh, he's out six uh, weeks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what do you make of this? Uh, just, I guess, the nuts and bolts super quick is Garrett Temple's in the start. I think he'll play about 30 minutes. He went to the locker room, got hit in the chin, did return. Uh, he's a 40% shooter on catch-and-shoot threes in the last three years, so I think that's something that wow. can help him out. Yeah, Um, and then also the other takeaway from how this rotation's worked out, Nick Claxton playing the four. Uh, They've kind of slid guys up to open him up at the four. Um, Played almost all of his minutes or all of his minutes next to DeAndre Jordan. Um, And then obviously Spencer Dinwiddie uh, has been a stud next to Kyrie without Levert. Um, so i think that's kind of it there
1: nick Nick Claxton is the reason i wish brooklyn nets lose every game for the next (laughs) three months just because we got to get him minutes man he's so good we heard kenny atkinson last week say like okay we got to find minutes for this kid he's special and spencer did when he went out and said that Claxton was flat out the second most talented player on the team
0: behind durant (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah a little shot to kyrie i don't know or something but yeah like Claxton's a freaking beast man yeah they give him some minutes
0: I was I was hoping for a, a Kyrie Jamal Murray semi revenge game last night for when Murray tried to score fifty on him. Oh um, he was yeah, at the Celtics, but uh, that didn't happen. Murray was horrible last night, by the way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you want to add? Like, I think Temple's all right to add. Like, I added him in a lot of deep twelves. Um. Just because I think he got shots last night. He got eleven shots.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no one else, man. Yeah. It's just, exactly. It's Temple. I think it helps Prince a little bit, and it, it mm-hmm. obviously helps Dinwiddie. I think Dinwiddie's gonna have like potentially top 40 top 50 value for six weeks just because his numbers are so huge and carrie's already a little banged up and a dnp is gonna come for Kyrie at some point so like denway is gonna have some nice numbers soon
0: shooting shoulder as well too so definitely keep an eye on there uh moving to the gordon hayward stuff uh we saw carson edwards go berserk in the last game um what do you make of this it's gonna it's brad stevens man we know from like rotation guys eight to nine he's gonna play the matchups so it's really hard to get yeah. excited about someone other than like DFS. Do you have any kind of guys you want to add from, you know, the perimeter?
1: Yeah, there's no one. Um, when Brad Steven was asked who's going to replace Hayward, he listed every fringe yeah. player on the roster, all <laughs> eight of them. And he was like, it's going to depend on the matchup. So yeah, Carson Edwards goes from five minutes to 20 minutes. I think the game before, Javante Green had a, a nice game. I think he had like nine points or something like that. But yeah, I'm not buying anything. I wish Grant Williams would get more run, but... The Celtics are, aren't are a little bit hesitant to do that right now. It's because teams are just backing off Williams so much. I think the the thing that's going to make Williams a fancy asset is just having a respectable jumper. Yep. And and until then, it's just going to be hard to play him extended minutes.
0: Yeah, it could be pretty good in defensive stats too. Boston's yeah. playing fast. Boston's offense has been great. I believe they're top three in net uh, offensive, and I think they're first in net rating. Yeah. But um, that, man, that game on Wednesday against the Wizards was a fun one. Yep. But um, any other uh, – where do you stand on the centers here? Uh, we saw Time Lord on – four. it would have been free Time Lord time uh, yes. on Wednesday, but he had ankle soreness and sat out on Wednesday. He's questionable tonight. So is Daniel Thrice with that finger injury from Monday. Um, we saw Ennis Cantor get 25 minutes. Uh, Poirier kind of filled in. And I believe Grant Williams and Semi Ogilvy picked up the rest of those center minutes. So yep. where do you come down on this? Uh, they play the Warriors in their terrible interior defense tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm still holding Williams, man. I know like people are losing patience, but he's still a 10th-round value in 16 minutes per game. Uh, his per-36-minute stats we all know about are insane. He even includes 4.2 dimes per 36. So yeah, he took those lessons to Al Horford seriously. Uh, I'm still buying him in. The Celtics have a plus-9 net rating with him on the floor. Uh, when Brad Stevens talks you up, you have to take notice because he rarely does that for his players. So yeah, I, I think Robert Williams can still get 15 to 18 minutes for this team, even when they use all three centers. So I'm going to hold for now just because, like I said, the per-minute numbers are insane. And if something happens in the front court, boom.
0: Yeah, it depends on where you're at. Like if you're in last and you need somebody yeah. that's a little bit higher floor, sure, drop them. But that's fair. Yeah, but if you're like just hanging around, you know, top six, top seven, top eight, whatever, uh, and you're still kind of alive, and you're not like, oh, my God, I'm dead, um, yeah. definitely hold them. And I'll add one more thing. That game on Saturday when we took LaMarcus Aldridge out of the game, like there's nobody on the roster that can do that. Yep. So, like, his ceiling is by far, like, Daniel Theis has the highest floor of their centers, no question. But yes. But, like, Robert Williams' ceiling is, is seriously, like, all NBA. Like, he yeah. he seriously played, like, an all-NBA player on Saturday. Like Yeah. It was That's insane. what
1: Preston even sprays him, too, after that yeah. game. Dude, it was uh, insane. I, I will add this, too. Like, Theis isn't going anywhere as a starter. I think he's going to be inserted right when he's available. He, he leads the team in yeah. net rating to a plus 18. Like, he just does all he's the little things on both floors. Yeah, both sides of the floor. So he yeah, does get hurt a sick. lot,
0: though, too. So He I does. He that. does. And Cantor had this long... I mean, it, it, there's a lot of ways it can go right. And like you said, if he just somehow... It's almost like Simons, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. he'll be all right. And then anything happens, kaboom. So Exactly. I think yeah. enough, enough kind of a... Like, kind of like where Kareem Hunt is now, I guess, for, for Nick Chubb. Actually, maybe all better right. than that. He had a lot, he's been having a lot of uh, catches. Anyways, uh, quick tangent there. Um, Devontae Graham's going to stay in the starting lineup with Dwayne Bacon. Probable, uh, so He's going to be game time, but it sounds like he's going to play. So... Uh, actually, Devonte, was, there's was already a ton of overlap with him and Rozier. Uh, they played yeah. 32 minutes together in that overtime game. Uh, so I looked up like how he did uh, on and off, and like it's like seriously identical. Um, <laughs> tw- uh, tw- 20 points in both, uh, four boards in both, eight dimes in both. <laughs> like it's seriously yeah. the same thing. In um, 175 minutes and 173 minutes, so he's played as much time with and as much time without. So I don't care. We love Devonte. I don't think this affects him positively or negatively. Um, Rozier actually shot the ball worse with Graham, so take that for whatever it's worth. Um, his yeah. stats are down a little bit too, so I think this is maybe a small minus for Rozier. Uh, and then I think, well, Dwayne Bacon's done, dude. Like I think he's totally he's out of the done, mix. Yeah. yeah, so you know, last round hopefully took
1: him in the last couple of rounds and just drop him for somebody else. So
0: yeah, um, yeah any other takeaways you have on this one? <laughs>
1: Nope, man. We have a top 50 player that was plucked off the wire, and, he, and he's going to stick in the top 52 and maybe even more going forward too once his percentage is stabilized a little bit. Man, we're talking about a guy that's going to get you 20 and 10 on any given night. Uh, like you said, the production with Rosier on the floor is literally the same as off. So, like, there's no – like, him starting doesn't mean anything. He's going to be the same player, which is, like I said, top 50. Uh, and who would have thought before the season that Graham would be the Charlotte Hornets' best player? That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like, got no takeaways here. Like you just ride, you just got to ride Graham. He's going to be top fifty, and I don't see that changing.
0: I think the takeaways beyond that are I'm interested in Malik Monk. I mean, he's played great. He's going. I think he went to the yeah. line like twice in his first like eight or nine games. And he went. He's been going. I think ten, ten times in the last two. Um, so that's mm-hmm. really good. He, I think he and Graham are playing very well together. Um, he's actually shot the ball um better with Graham too. So, uh, I yeah. think that could be something to watch. So uh, I picked him up in like a couple deeps. But, I again, I'm quick to bash Malik Monk, um, but, yeah. you know, he's played great. And I think the other takeaway is, honestly, I think Dwayne Bacon may be a DMP CD tonight, man. I think Cody I think Martin's going so to take, his, take yeah. his minutes. I think Cody Martin hasn't been very fantasy friendly, but he makes just great plays. I think he's, like, top five in charges taken um, despite the lack of playing time. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean the
1: Hornets. Hornets want to build up Monk's value too, even if they don't want to keep him. Like he's starting to get some trade value to himself now. He's starting to recapture some of that form he had at Kentucky. So like, yeah, I can't really say anything nice about Monk because he blocked <laughs> Jerry Jackson Jr. But I'm definitely <laughs> like interested in a deep league ad for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, and then I'll add um, what's what was it? Yeah, so like, eh, that's enough. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk some Hawks. Yesterday we kind of learned a lot. I thought besides obviously guys kind of having bigger games in Len and Damian Jones. Uh, Bruno Fernando played the four. Uh, I believe 15 mm. of his 17 minutes were at the four. Um, that's huge. Um, not so much for him, but that's huge for Damian Jones. Uh, career yeah. high 14. He's gonna get so many easy shots with how teams try to defend Trey Young. So he's gonna have probably yeah. almost all of his minutes overlap with Trey. So you're talking about a guy who like legit could shoot like 65% from the field. That maybe even low. Um, yeah. He's a little bit de- decent shot blocker. We I know I lo- you know I love pace. So I think he's a good pickup, man. Uh, A lot of things that you want out of your fantasy center, just lower volume. Uh, I'm kind of in on Damian Jones as a pickup.
1: The only warning with Damian Jones is that he is a foul magnet. But uh, we're talking about a guy who's probably a 90th percentile athlete at the center position. Like, I remember Steve Kerr said last year when he was asked who the best best athlete on the team was, and he said Damian Jones by a country mile. (laughs) Like, the guy can move, and man, he's going to... Trade like him starting next to Trey Young would be a dream, man. especially with Collins out. Like I said, if he gets twenty four minutes, we could be talking about like uh I would say poor man Capella numbers, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I'm Johnson I'm in wins. on him, man. I added him in a few spots now I'm gonna just gonna see what happens. I mean, Lynn's been okay the last two games, but other than that it's been pretty bad and like you said, Bruton fernando hasn't really shown me much so i think yeah. jones can take the spot and run yeah, with jones it jones
0: is jones is a guy um you know probably, they'll probably be pretty close to i think bruno will still probably chip in like four five six seven center minutes uh and yeah. i think part of that again part of that it's not just because of the matchup i think it was because of kevin herter being out so like there, yeah. there's like yeah. a reason why they did that so i think that's kind of big um so I, I, it's crazy like you, so that's how that's how fantasy is now. Like, you're like, oh, Kevin Herter is like a shooting guard, and now a center's getting value. Like, yeah. that's the way it goes now. So, yeah, uh, I think Damian Jones is like the fantasy winner here. Um, DeAndre Hunter, yeah. six deals was great. Dude, how Jabari Parker, man, he's been like an early <laughs> yeah. rounder uh, in his six yeah. starts. Just smash spot for anyone who ran to the wire and got him. Um, and then Bembry, Bembry had some good stats, dude. Before he got ejected, he had two blocks of steel For He's going to be like that. He's going to be like Frank Niloquina, man. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of in on Bembry, um, just as like a short-term value until Herder's back. So. Yeah.
1: I would add Bembry right now, because like 26, 25, 40, 30, and 19 minutes, uh, the 19 minutes being outlier there, like with Herder out for at least, it sounds like they said two or three weeks at least. Yeah. At yeah. Least. I, Bembry's probably my second favorite ad behind Damian Jones yeah. in Atlanta right totally now. Totally agree. Yeah.
0: So Reddish has been horrible. He is by far like God. He's has Got terrible. like four percentile in it, or four percent in the
1: EFG. Like he's like yeah. the worst
0: by that much. It's crazy yeah. how bad he is. I have him my thirty man team and I I can't even play him anymore.
1: So uh, weird, man. He, he just like like pops on screen like in the like you see this little burst and then he just just nothing the rest of the game. So like weird. I remember that baseline dunk he had earlier this season. It was like wow he has that in his bag I and mean, then we haven't seen it again. Like yeah. come on, man.
0: Uh, Alan Crabb cracked the rotation, but part of that was ben, uh, guys getting ejected and stuff. But yeah, like yeah. you said, Bembry, I think he was mid third. Uh, he got ejected. So he would have been playing upper 20s. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess while we're on this game, uh, let's just talk some Suns super quick. Uh, I looked it up this morning. The Suns pass the Bucks for most catch and shoot attempts. Uh, they are first and assisted. They are uh, first and assist, first and assisted percentage. Uh, this offense has been delicious. Uh, we saw Thank Kelly Rubin go off. Yeah. So, what do you? Yeah. What are your takeaways from this one?
1: Um. A, a, a hot name in fantasy circles right now is Dario Saric, which, of course, I'm not buying just because mm-hmm. Saric is just so empty on the stat sheet when he's not hot. Like, I'm not buying his hot run. If you want to pick him up, that's fine. But like, yeah. Uh, Rubio. Rubio has been so great for like mm-hmm. guys like Devin Booker, even Kelly Oubre. Apart from that, Duddy head against the Lakers too. Like, I'm buying the Suns, man. And what what I was thinking about yesterday, uh, the other day, was Booker's gonna play in his first fantasy playoff, man. <laughs> yeah like there's no more shutdown risk there the suns are legit they look like a playoff team so like if you got booker in the second round like you should be feeling pretty confident right now
0: yeah i agree uh, that was like and same yeah. with uber too like we were worried about those guys being on bad teams and they're gonna be in it like really after the top five teams it's so wide open and yeah. we know robert sarver man he if they have a shot at the playoffs like say they're oh, like, yeah as long as they're not terrible they're gonna go for it man like this guy has no patience So yeah, I think the uh, the Suns that Booker shutdown risk we talked about for the last like five seasons uh, is gone. So that's huge. Um, Yeah, I don't buy Dario at all. Like he's insanely hot. You mentioned no no Mm -hmm. non scoring stats. Um, It's fine. Like uh, Kaminsky played great last night, cutting Aaron Baines because he was hot. But Aaron Baines has been just incredible. So don't worry about that. Keep Baines rolling. Is it hot take time? Yeah. Is it
1: hot take time? There's no way Aiden take Baines' spot in the lineup when he gets back.
0: No way, yeah. At least
1: There's no way. There's no yeah. way. Baines I... has been way better. Like, I get it. Aiden's the future there, of course. But Bain, the way the Suns are playing right now, there's no way you can justify taking Baines out of the lineup.
0: It's it's their offensive fit with how they're – like, Baines being, like, a top, I think, like, 10 percentile catch-and-shoot player has been insane. Yeah. Uh, it's just transformed Corner their threes, offense.
1: Man, it's just so good, dude. It's awesome. So, yeah. Think about like, – Yeah, yeah
0: to, to, like, even make your point more – Remember how hard they try to make eight shooting shooting threes a thing? Yes, exactly. like that's why yes, they yes. they know their offense yep. is going to run better because guys can yeah. catch and shoot threes because catch, catch and shoot threes leads to better offensive rating. Like that's proven.
1: And man, and may I may actually help eight man just make him a focal point in the second unit offense. Give him twenty four minutes each, and man, that's yeah. I think that's what's awesome gonna happen, lineup, man. Yeah, so yeah,
0: definitely hold hold Bane's like even when aiden's coming back. Like let it see how it plays out. Exactly. Um, okay, moving on to. Uh, I just want to talk to Nikola Jokic yesterday They had a big win So I looked this up So the the Nuggets have been incredibly slow And I hate it man I, Mr. Yeah. Pace right So I looked at some splits uh, Based on how the other players are doing Both with and without Jokic Like the other starters And it's kind of crazy So Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, and Will Barton They're all pretty much like 96-97 with Jokic Without him Gary Harris is at 112, Jamal Murray is at 111, and Will Barton's at 109. Like, come on, Jokic, man. Like, get in shape. Yeah. Let's run the floor a little bit. And I wrote this up in my column yesterday. Like, Jokic's pace compared to Westbrook with, like, a minute difference, it's, like, it's seriously, like, another overtime possession he's yielding compared to Westbrook, who's, like, super high on that. But, like, he's seriously, yeah. like, giving up, like, three minutes a game because he's just so slow to even, like, normal pace dudes, man. Like, killing me, man. And the, a lot of people were, like, mad about Drew. Drew and Jokic have been basically the same for, like, per-game value here in 9-cat. And, like, Drew's been really bad in turnovers, too. So, like, 8-cat, I'm sure it's even a bigger gap where Drew's better. Like, honestly, I think Jokic has been... And Beal, too. Like, dude, he's got to play faster. It's killing me, man. This slow pace stuff. I I love Jokic, but I I hate this mid... Everybody's playing so fast. Seven teams are on pace for the fastest pace ever. Um, And meanwhile, they're playing like it's... Nin, like 1997 or not even that like 2000, yeah. 2000 or whatever
1: like i'm not trying to take a shot at jokic but he's got to lose some weight he, real, uh, he probably, really does like he, he, he he's, he's probably great. 20 pounds over the what he was last year yeah. um and like his minutes are down because of it he's averaging 30.9 minutes per game like i do think there's some bounce back appeal here like i think he will flirt with first round value because if you look at him historically jokic has never done well to be at uh, the first half yeah. of the season He's never done it.
0: Dude, so, so like, every yeah. year people are like, Oh, why did I take this guy here?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I still think he can turn around, but he's gotta get in shape, man, like you said, just, like look at his Yahoo picture. It's so funny. Yeah. Just, like, looking at it, like, yeah. Oh man. Like come on, dude.
0: They're gonna he'll be fine. Like he's still been yeah. I think like thirty fifth or something and uh every right. I looked it up yesterday on his board. like like literally everything is down, like usage rate, rebound rate, assist yeah. rate, defensive stats. Efficiency's down, like everything is down, man. So, um, yeah, yeah. entering his prime, so maybe he was. He'll probably get in better shape,
1: but I guess yeah. This, this page it took to a Paul Millsap injury last year to get him going, like just to make him the focal point again. Yeah, and maybe that's what happens this time too. I don't know, eh, but we'll I, see.
0: I'm, again, I'm possible buy low, can uh, by low target. You can probably pretty for sure. You can probably get him probably for like a top 15 kind of guy. Oh, what about what think, about Jokic or Ball George then?
1: Um. I'm going to go Jokic. I think okay. he's a little bit safer. Yeah, for sure. I, for sure. I agree. I want yeah. safe. Uh,
0: okay, so that kind of covered most of the things I want to talk about from, uh, I guess just quickly, Dallas. Um, we don't really need to talk about Luka anymore. Um, just been insane on drives and all this stuff. But like, how do you feel about KP? He's been kind of disappointing. Uh, a lot of bad post-up plays and offense. He's kind of been stagnant on offense. What do you make of, And it? I would say so. Yeah. DeLon Wright too, so I, I know people want to hear about him.
1: Yeah, I, I think DeLon Wright's still a hold just because of the steals but like you said there's guys that I prefer over him that are, that are may be on your wire like it's been kind of shaky like all in all he's still ranked 84th just because like I said the steal and blocks steals really step. just keep his numbers up during the, like the, these ruts so I think in most cases he's a hold but if, he, if he's your worst player sure you can look elsewhere just because I don't see the minutes going up too hard because Jalen Brunson's actually been pretty good for them I think he's starting to make some noise I am worried about KP though like I think there was a stat I saw yesterday where, like, when he gets switched onto a smaller player, he either passes out of it or misses a shot. <laughs> like, yeah. he's not eating inside; he's just settling for perimeter shots, and maybe he's just trying to find his rhythm again. I don't know, man. But it's he's been kind of bad.
0: Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, if I if I had him, like, if he has two or three games, like, check out when the back to backs are, and just flip him, mm-hmm. dude. Because you're not going to be able to flip him yeah. in the back to backs coming up. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm worried about him. Yeah. <sighs> Like you said, his steals numbers are really inflating his value for DeLon. So it's Mm -hmm. so tough, dude. Like, I know guys who are steal specialists can have value, but, like, that's when you're playing, like, 30 minutes a game. I mean, when he's routinely hitting, like, low 20s, and that, like, his high, when he hit the the 24 against the Grizzlies on Saturday, he was at 12 minutes entering garbage time, dude. Yeah. And he played the whole fourth quarter when Lucas had the whole fourth quarter. So, like, he needs to have a little bit of assisting. Like again, I think before garbage time he was at two assists, so excluding yeah. that garbage time, he's had two assists in his last five games. Yeah. So it's it's tough, dude. Like if you're in a ten teamer, I I, yeah. I, I I can't see how you hold him. Well, if Seth it, well, Curry so was
1: better, I'd go ahead and drop him, but Seth Curry's been no, so bad. That's the no. only reason I think Delon's minutes can go up is because Curry's been Yeah, he's really
0: kind of a wasteland, man, besides yeah. really they and I, I would besides uh, Dwight Powell. Right. Like, there's really nobody I feel comfortable owning besides that, I
1: mean, Cleaver's probably their fourth best fantasy asset right yeah, now. Yeah, I'd say so. But again, I don't really... His blocks f- and play blocks and plays numbers too, so like, yeah. you never know.
0: Yeah, and Bobon's getting minutes here and there too, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, it's kind of a mess. I don't really want to mess with that. Yeah, um, I agree. What else was I going to say? Uh, that's kind of good. Uh, anything else you want to add? Anything with Memphis? I know you always want to talk Grizzlies.
1: Oh uh, yeah, Jerry Jackson Jr. Hold on, I got his stats up yesterday. <laughs> He's ranked 28th in 9 cat over his last three games 21 points 5.3 rebounds 2.7 assists a block 0.7 steals and 3.3 triples dude was hitting a step back three off the dribble the other night like his mm-hmm. confidence is getting back grizzlies are going to him in the first quarter a lot like they did last year just to get him going early and he's cut down in his fouls too man which is just great to see i think once he starts getting more comfortable in the defense his blocks are going to start racking up too like we're talking about a historic block rate in college so once that translates man it, it's finally clicking for him so Good to see after a terrible, terrible start.
0: Yeah, and he hasn't really taken advantage of the system yet. Uh, his right. points in the fast break are cut in half, more than cut in half from what they were last year. You'd think they would go up um, yeah. with how they're running so much more. Um, he is assisted more as well, so that's a good thing too for efficiency. So, yeah, uh, we haven't seen full-on Jaron Jackson yet, uh, so I'm pumped for that. Uh, and, yeah, his, his blocks are, are down too, which uh, I'm still a little worried about just because he, he trended down last year. But I think... He he's just such a talented shot blocker
1: that he definitely is yeah. hot. So yeah, he just he's got kind of he's just got to figure out how to block shots without getting into foul trouble. Like yeah. he, he, his arms are going like, like he has the Mitchell Robinson arms, so they just go all over the place. And anytime they make contact, the ref calls a foul. Yeah. So he's like really cautious with his arms. Like, you notice him? he, has, like, oh, he keeps him low until yeah. just like gives him that look. But like, yeah, I think the blocks are gonna come up too once he gets more comfortable. Just yeah. figuring out the foul thing. Like a lot of big struggle with it early. Like we've seen him with Carl Anthony Towns too. Like anthony davis like they'll figure it out Yep, yeah.
0: and i guess just quickly on news um avery bradley's out one to two weeks with a fibula stress or issue um so basically it's the non-weight-bearing thing or yeah it's a, the thing bradley beale had but like much more minor than that but um yeah what do you make of this uh by the way Cowell pope's now probable so he had that little ankle tweak it was a weird thing like he landed kind of clean, yeah. landed kind of clean but uh anyways so what's the fallout from bradley missing time has been pretty decent in the first unit
1: Man, I would like Caruso if Rondo wasn't back. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Vogel just feels like he has to play Rondo for some reason. I have no idea what it is, but I th- I feel like they're gonna give like Rondo and Caruso twenty minutes each. So, kind of ruins Caruso's streaming appeal for me. Out. I would have yeah. been excited to grab him in the deep league.
0: Yeah, if KP if KCP was hurt, I'd be into it. Uh, and I yeah. was like, uh, I was waiting for the the Caldwell Pope news to pick up Caruso wherever I could. But yeah, yeah, the, it just basically Bradley going out and Rondo coming in is kind of a wash.
1: Yeah, and they really haven't been using Crusoe on offense either. He's just kind of like out there setting screens, doing all the dirty yeah. work for LeBron, too. So, yeah. We're totally. not seeing the same Crusoe as last year just because of the talent he's playing with.
0: Right. Well, he's been, he was awesome. I think it was 52% catch and shoot last year. So, I want to see that get incorporated more. But he yeah, played he's well when he was given a
1: Yeah. yeah. He's still a beast. Vogel's just not using him properly, I think. Yep.
0: And anything else? I think we covered all, anything from Cle- We didn't talk about Cleveland
1: at all. That's because there's nothing going on there, like <laughs> Well, Larry Nance <laughs> heard this
0: We should talk about that super quick.
1: Yeah, I guess. But uh, I would say that I would
0: bump Jetty Austin to the four more. Kevin Porter played pretty – I thought Kevin Porter played his best game yesterday. So that's kind of something to watch deep leagues-wise. But yeah, are playing a little bit better than we thought. But Miami just – What do
1: you make of Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson? Man? Dude, I would Have trade – if I had season. Kevin Love, I
0: don't. I was not even close to drafting him. I'd be trying to trade him. with all my I have heart right Kevin now. Love in
1: one league, and I just I don't feel like I'm going to get a, a good return for him. So I think I'm just going to ride him into the wheels. Fall. What are you expecting? I don't know. I don't think I can get a top fifty player. I assume you wouldn't do
0: it for Kendrick Nunn,
1: right? No. No, no, no. No, I'd rather just ride Kevin Love and just get a high seed what in the playoffs. Uh, I'd probably flip him for Uber. Yeah.
0: I think you can probably get a little more though. He's been he's been uh, really good, know. man. Although he was shut down into the fourth. The fourth quarter, he had like. Twelve points, two threes, and he got like over yeah. half of his production in the fourth. Because like, I always go back to the boats
1: before the season where Bedlam's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rest Kevin Love quite a bit. Yeah, so, always yeah. Be a little nervous.
0: You know they care about their lottery pick. All right, exactly. so I think that does it. Anything else you got on your mind?
1: I want to end with this, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> Hell yeah, there and nine go. cat <laughs> over the last four games without Curry. So yeah, ride the wave for two months and then sell. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do.
0: One month, December fifteenth, man.
1: Yeah, maybe. Has, that's when he's eligible to be traded, right? Yep. Nice. So, so I'm yeah, sure. I'm I'm gonna ride him I'm gonna ride him for a bit longer than that. I think the Warriors are gonna showcase him a good bit here.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think he's gonna I, have I a pretty Kurt's, good game. I think
1: Kerr really likes him, man. To be, if I'm being honest, I think Kerr really likes uh, Russell.
0: He does. He actually talked about how he likes him in pick and roll and hammering him with that play, so which is their like right. anti pick and roll for like more than anybody <laughs> Exactly.
1: So like when let's say Steph Curry clay back Claire back next year and Russell's still there, like you stagger them in the second unit, you give like russell like 15 minutes of the pick and roll auction by himself and you have a quite an offense there going so yeah i like that
0: yeah pretty pretty good stuff so we got a little eight game slate my seven and eight games is my favorite number real busy early so it should be fun i'm really pumped for tonight see you guys enjoy your weekend and thanks for going on man
1: all right thanks mike